Do you ever settle down to meditate, perhaps a lead meditation on YouTube or one of mine or maybe just um, <clears throat> staring at a candle or watching a river flow by? And you're sat there and you're trying to meditate and your left brain, your ego, your inner critic, your monkey mind, we'll call it, what, call it whatever you will, but that little voice inside of your head just doesn't stop. And I get it sometimes with clients. I mean, I've, I've got a gong that I work with um, if I'm in my caravan. If it's by Zoom, it's by chant. And clients will say, I just I couldn't stop. I just couldn't stop that left brain. I couldn't get into it today. Couldn't let myself go. And I wanted to talk about um, how to deal with that when it happens um and just to consider what it means when that happens so to be able to meditate we have to work i think from the body up so the first thing is you know you have to make sure that your body's comfortable um if you need to go to the loo if you need to adjust yourself if you need a cushion under your under your knees of course there are certain um meditative practices where you are working with energy or perhaps training your body we're not talking about that we're just talking today here about general meditation not people that are studying learning training so you know you would have no problems at all about adjusting your body to feel comfortable about turning or moving or using the loo or having a drink or coughing you would think it normal to adjust your body to be comfortable to allow yourself to meditate well, it's the same with the mind. The mind needs to be adjusted to allow yourself to meditate. So if your mind is running over and over and over and you just can't stop it, that is giving you important information about your mind. It is letting you know that you are stressed, overwhelmed, worried. It is, a, it is letting you know. Your mind was always racing. Your mind was racing before you started to try and meditate. It's just perhaps that you weren't quite fully aware of how much. So don't be cross with yourself. Don't beat yourself up if you start to meditate and you just can't let go of that inner critic, that inner voice. Be grateful that you're actually hearing it now. Acknowledge that as a useful thing. It's brilliant. Now I can hear just how mad my inner critic is now i can fully appreciate just how stressed i am because the best way to um resolve any problem is to be aware of it first of all so it might be that um a lead meditation or a chanting meditation and obviously if you've come to some gone to somebody for a healing it's slightly different but if you're trying to meditate on your own and you just can't switch off your your mind there's a couple of different things you can do so it might be that you need a form of meditation that has got a movement to it so it is much easier to clear our mind when we've got a movement to go along with the meditation now of course yoga fits perfectly well with that um in my tradition of starve we have what's called the stances where we move our body to create a runic um, shape um you might want to go swimming you might want to go for a walk actually do you know what i hate to say it but doing the washing up you know just having something to do 
think this is why a lot of people like crafting or knitting, you know, or gardening, doing something with our body, something that's rhythmic, something that we don't have to think about. And just being really focused on those movements can be a good way to calm the left brain. Another thing to do um, is to just think to yourself, right, okay, so trying to meditate is just stressing me out even more. Because let's be honest, if your left brain, if your inner critic is being in, is on overdraft, the last thing you want to do is to just calm yourself down so you can hear it in full Technicolor. So what I would suggest you do is get a notepad and pen and just start journaling. If words aren't your thing, you could start using colour um, or doodling or mind mapping, but just take a, it needs, typing, I don't think is quite as good. I think it does need to be a pen and paper and so that you're moving it. So you are moving everything that's in your brain out onto the paper. And it doesn't matter if you've just written a load of crap, if you've just written, I'm so fucking fed up, I am so worried about this, I can't cope with this, and just allow it all to come out. I often think it's quite useful to throw it away, <laughs> not keep it. So, you know, if you settle down to meditate, instead of getting cross with yourself, think to yourself, what is it I really need? Do I need to get up and do something that's more movement-based? Do I need to stop? And just, you know, even just writing a list, just think to yourself, and I, I often do this, I just write a list of everything that I'm worried about and I read through it and I might cross out quite a few because they're ridiculous and I'm never going to achieve them this year, let alone this month. Delegate, delegate a couple, circle a couple that I can do today and then try and meditate. So that's my next best tip is to just try and get the thoughts out. If you want to stay in the meditation, if you perhaps it's a group, um, perhaps it's a healing session with someone, perhaps you're the kind of person that just likes to keep going regardless, then breath work is where it's at. Breath work is so powerful. And when I'm doing a shamanic journey for a client, um, I'm only human. Sometimes my left brain comes in. Oh, you're ridiculous. You're just making this all up. Or, oh, God, did you turn the heating off? Whatever. You know, it comes in. And the minute that you start trying to ignore your left brain, then there is nothing you can hear but your left brain. It's like saying, don't think about an elephant. You know, all you can think about now is that elephant. So the best thing to do is just acknowledge that this voice has come into your head, this inner critic, this left brain and breathe it out and I often visualize when I'm doing this I'm breathing in from the soles of my feet that earth breathing bringing breathing in allowing myself that moment to feel the stress to hear the words and then when I breathe out I visualize I like to visualize um thick rope coming out that all that angst and stress and worry and breathing it out you might prefer um, a color you might want to change the texture and the color of your breath depending upon how you know that whether you're upset or angry or you might just want to imagine or visualize that as you breathe out it's like um words like chopped up letters from a newspaper just tumbling out 
Because the more you try and fight your, your inner critic, the harder, it, the, the more intrusive it will be. So, I mean, the first thing I want to say to you is it happens to all of us. Anyone who says they are never distracted during meditation by their own inner thoughts is lying. Sorry, I think it's true. I'm convinced it's true. I don't care how much practice you've got. I don't care how many years you've been practicing. We're all human. There are times when the inner critic, the left voice, will become intrusive. The trick is to work out which best is the best tool for you. Whether it's to get up and do something that includes the body, whether it's to pause the meditation and journal or draw and get it out of your head, whether you're going to stay with it, but instead of being angry or frustrated or annoyed, you're just going to acknowledge it, accept it and work with it. Be grateful that you've been able to hear how stressed you are. And just, just, just be kind to yourself. Be compassionate to yourself. If a friend came to you and said, oh my God, you know, I just can't stop thinking. You wouldn't shake them by the shoulders and say, oh, you stupid thing. But I bet that's what you're saying to yourself. So it's about being kind to yourself. And it's about just really pausing. When you breathe in, breathe in from the soles of, the, of your feet. Accept, acknowledge, hear your overwhelm for that in-breath and then breathe it out and just keep repeating. And what you'll find with practice is that the more often you do it, and this is what happens to me now because, I mean, obviously shamanic journeying and being in a, a trance-like state is far too many hours of my life if I'm honest um it's what I do for a job um and so I really have you know I can do it very quickly now I can just take a breath and I think of the three I mean do try all of them but if you find the one that really works for you the next step is to create a habit out of it so perhaps if you've sat down to meditate and you've realized that um your left brain is just really becoming intrusive. You might have a little ritual where you get up, you make a cup of tea, you do a couple of yoga practices, just, just switch gear, and then you meditate again. And if you stick to the same formula, it will become more and more powerful. The same thing is if you have a you know notepad and pen by your bed or by wherever you meditate, when you realise that you're not being able to... Um, adjust into that meditative frame very well you just pick up your pen and you create a habit because the whole point of this is to repeat the same thing so your body get used gets used to it for me it's a couple of breaths if i'm journeying for a client they won't even know some would i guess if they're very um very perceptive but in general people don't even know that my left brain has become intrusive i just take a couple of breaths and I'm so, I've practiced it so many times. It is such a habit. I'm straight back into the trance-like state. So it's about finding out what works for you and then repeating it. You know, this meditation is a skill. The more that you practice it, the easier it gets. But I ha it is interesting having talked to um, clients and students. They often think they're the only ones 
who has this loud, clamouring, annoying, overwhelmed voice. And um, I guess maybe that's my main message is to say we all have that. I find that um, the other big tip I can give you with meditation is to um, work out when's best for you. Leverage your best times. Honestly, I absolutely hate doing meditation tapes in bed at night. Um, before I go to sleep, I, I lucid dream, um, which I very, find very um, fascinating to do. And I like as I'm falling asleep, that is a time when I can be really aware of meditation and lucidity and that strange between worlds um arguably it's something i really look forward to so i don't want to waste that valuable time by focusing on a lead meditation in the mornings however uh, my morning routine if i'm not careful is a really bad one of coffee and facebook um which i'm sure is bad on on every account so i'm getting into the habit now of when i wake up in the morning and i'm lying in bed and i'm I'm half asleep, I'm between worlds, I'm half asleep and half awake. I put my meditation on then and I find it really powerful. I'm using affirmations and positive visualizations. That is my best time. Um, and it's so easy just to set my alarm clock for 15 minutes earlier and use that time. For you, it might be in the shower. I found a lot of people use find you know a daily shower just to put a meditation app on when you're in the shower. Or in the bath so find the time that works for you and don't you know just because you read in a book that you're supposed to meditate first thing in the morning or last thing at night or whatever no find the time that works for you set a schedule that fits in with your life so my morning meditation um, app is 15 minutes half an hour an hour I've got a school run to do, followed by a very long work day. I don't have an hour in the morning to meditate. If I tried to, if I tried to set my alarm clock early enough to allow me to meditate for an hour, I wouldn't do it. So it's better to set yourself the um, the, the promise that you will meditate for half an hour every other day or quarter of an hour each morning. Make it achievable than set a higher goal and it's a really good idea to um to have a journal and to you know have a checklist um i have one of those dotted journal things that you can sort of comes with a little grid and so i can't try and you know just just write down i don't record what i've experienced but i just keep a record of when i have meditated so that i can look back because um how often i meditate is a clear is a clear reflection of my mental health and i'm well aware that um if i'm if i'm falling out of the habit habit of meditation it is an indication that my mental health is starting to go down and just just having a look at that checklist and realizing, oh Christ, I haven't meditated for three days. That is a wake up call. That is a right. That's not good. I'm really going to try and get back into that habit. So I hope that's been helpful. It's um, it, it it cropped up as a, after a conversation with a client, and I've had a couple of clients recently saying, you know, um, kind of almost berating themselves that that you know I can't let go of my left brain. Where, in fact, if you are meditating and really hearing your left brain, take, 
take account of that take note of that be grateful that you are aware that you've got that level of stress anxiety and overwhelm and take the opportunity to do something about it